We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes, already. sir. We already got it popping up in here. Get your popcorn ready, podcast. Yeah. This is your host, Hatch, my boy. Yeah, yeah. The other host is in the building the right here. The host with the mostest. Yes, sir. T.O., we right here. We'll get your popcorn ready, podcast. And we always say we have a special guest, but we definitely got a special guest special today. Special NBA legend, Jim Jackson, is in the building, sir. ladies and gentlemen. Thank What's you. up, my guy? What's up, Ohio? Oh, uh, OHT uh, in the building. You know what it is. Ohio, right? I'm from Cleveland, outside of Cleveland. Ohio State. I wasn't blessed enough to go to Ohio State, but he was. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. When you're going back, man, get some of that cold weather. You know, it's funny because I do so many games back east. I'm always in the cold. But it's funny, living in LA, you know this, is that your blood thin. So when it gets below 70 degrees, bro, it's Right. <laughs> but I do a bunch of Ohio State games, so I'm going back in uh, after the first of the year. Okay. Always that's, good that's to get back. That's awesome, man. Uh, we got like a real hooper in the bill. Me and you, we the real no, two no, hoopers in the bill. They put some clips up the other day of T.O. in high school. I think they put some clips up. Really? Somebody was running some clips. <laughs> oh, I need to see that. Yeah. Look, I, didn't even I know have, he was stiff. Probably. I he was, probably. I wasn't. I, hey, I don't claim. <laughs> To be a basketball uh-huh. player per se, but I, I mean, my, at that school. time, yeah, high school, okay. like, I felt like I was a better basketball player right. than I was football. Uh-huh. But you from Ohio, y'all dapping up, like what happened to yeah. your basketball game, though? <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't two-time player of the year in high school like Jim was, you know what I'm saying? Back in the day. Back in the day. So tell, tell us yeah. about that experience, though, growing up being the man in basketball. Right. You know, it's, it's ironic. Football is my favorite sport. Because a lot of people say you're built like a football, football player, right? So, so I grew up a Steeler fan. Okay. Me too. So always wanted to be like Lynn Swan. <laughs> awesome. So Pittsburgh was my favorite. Still is my favorite team. Speaking of Pittsburgh, yep. and I was like, oh. said, we don't know when it's going to air, but Frank rest O'Hare. in peace, man. Rest in peace. Frank O'Hare. Absolutely. Passed, R.I.P., man. man. I didn't sure. even know he was sick. I didn't. I just, I ran into him. I just ran into him not too long ago at the airport. No lie. Here? Uh, or where were you at? Uh, I was just traveling. traveling. I was traveling. I was somewhere, and we ran into each other at the airport. Listen, wow. there were some people I wanted to meet. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to meet Lynn Swan. Mm-hmm. Got a chance to meet Franco Harris. Mm-hmm. Got a chance to meet Terry Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. I didn't get John Starworth, which I wanted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Receiver, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He was on the other side of, of Lynn Swan. Of Lynn Swan. Okay, and actually, he had statistically a better career, Absolutely. but Lynn had all the acrobatic 
Highlights. Catches yeah, and yeah, highlights. Yeah, yeah. And big games. And big, you know what I mean? Right, so that was, right, he, right. but he was like the stabilizing force for Terry Bradshaw yep, at right, that right. time. Rocky Blyer. Yes. Back in the day. Then wow, the defense. Rocky Blyer. Oh, I don't bro. Know who that is. What? Come, what? No, he see, see, yeah, see, see that's, that's when the fullback was really u- utilized right, back in the right, day. Right. Talk, what did I just tell you before this? I didn't really. You, think. You didn't, you didn't, <laughs> I wasn't really a football. You guy. wasn't really a football. Oh, you ready? You right. right. But that was my that was my thing. So okay. we would play in the neighborhood all the time in Ohio because we would have either in the neighborhood teams and mm-hmm. we would travel and go play each other, or we'd just be playing. To and tap in the street. Yeah. Right. Or right, right. where we can find some grass and we would play. Yep. I'll so throw I played it all the tackle. You know it. Hands, all, <laughs> know, all the time. All so that. we we hooped, but it was more football. Because right. Ohio is a football place. So, so what I'm was ready. your what was your position? What did I you tied in defensive end? Yeah. But okay. I put but but you know, playing in the street, street you, you play, play whatever. You play yeah. everything. You're the quarterback, quarterback, running back, back exactly. DB safety. Now we played also, which is crazy, because we play in the snow. Ice outside. We would play yes, all sir. the time before we go into school. Sweaty, stinky, yeah, going yeah. in the grades, snow, all, snow over all over you. Wow. But that was our thing, bro. That yeah. was our thing. I, I loved it, man. Yeah, because yeah. again, growing up in Ohio, it's mm-hmm. the, when you get that snow, like you running out to play in oh, snow. Play in snow, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't really familiar to growing up in the South. I mean, we got a little snow. When we got snow, bro, it was like a celebration. Like, it was. You know yeah. I mean? So we didn't get it yeah. on an. Every we got winter, it six basic. months out the year. Yeah, yeah. Like, we had no choice but to figure it out. Yeah, how to play in the snow. Now, snowballing. Yeah, you, you did this snowballing buses. Oh, absolutely! What? From the Cars, trees, from the trees. Yes, right? Absolutely, hey, look, yes, hey, that's look. a thing. Also, oh, look at night. We used to go at night, <laughs> and my father, <laughs> my father drove the bus too. <laughs> oh man! So, but oh. we used to go at night, and so you know how they pile up all the snow on the side of the curb. Yep, yep. So we'll go in our neighborhood. We'll go hide behind that, and cars that come by, we just ding, get up, ding, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, wow. and, and 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 they'll try to chase us. But they couldn't chase us in our neighborhood because they know didn't the know where to go. You know, you know the what? neighborhood. We, we did that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did catch that, us. But it was with eggs. Same thing. Same, same, same thing. thing. Yeah. But check this out. I didn't know how terrible it was because I didn't know consequences of right, eggs. No, no, no. I knew yeah. no, I know I knew the consequence. I didn't know that eggs strip the paint from the oh, cars. Yeah. Yeah. If it dries up, if right. Dries I up. had no yeah. idea. So that was a big thing too. So I'm like, I didn't know. I'm like, okay, I just think that you hit it. Uh, they just wash it off and go about your business. But no, whatever Jack. the cut, whatever whatever the ingredients is, <laughs> in the egg, in the egg, whatever it is, whatever the makeup is, uh-huh. it would strip the strip the paint from yes, the cars. Bro. Absolutely. We used to just, I mean, I growing up, man, I guess you don't like when you grow up, you don't know right. what you yeah. don't know. Right. You right. just know your just environment, your yeah, what's going a on. You've you been, been a, a teenager, but I think a lot of those things teach us a lot about life, yep. mm-hmm. people environments, how to handle, how to react, mm-hmm. um, how to deal with some adversity, all mm-hmm. those little things that you go through, um, you know, growing up and having your experience and then figuring it out by yourself, especially growing up in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You got to figure all that out. Right. Speaking of that, you're talking about the experiences mm-hmm. as he was alluding to with the question, what was that experience like? Obviously, you've been like LeBron was mm-hmm. coming out of high school you, much, yeah. before LeBron. Like, yeah. You're being Absolutely. that guy. I tell you what, let me tell you something. It was my, you know, you got to give credit to a lot of people. It was my high school coach. So my freshman year I went to play, and um, I started off playing JV. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know, a game in. And back then you played three quarters JV, one quarter varsity. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, that yeah. Was a thing? That was if a thing. If you're the dude, if you're the yeah, yeah. 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 So I go and we, we're playing this, this school called Willard, mm-hmm. this small school in Ohio, mm-hmm. and we lose the JV game. But <laughs> I go play the varsity game. I ain't playing. I'm at the end of the bench clown, right, and right. I mean not paying attention. Right. We getting beat, and then fourth quarter, so he puts me in the game. Why I don't have a clue, <laughs> and he calls my name. I'm like, what? And he and I go in. Like, that's me. That like, <laughs> so he puts me at the point. I'm probably about the same size. Okay, wow. so you, you got in because y'all was getting dragged. Yeah, we gave us. We was getting, no, seriously, that, that was it. That's why I wasn't paying attention. But then I had like six points, six rebounds, six. six. We ended up coming back. The oh. following practice, he comes in and says, "I'm moving you to varsity." Mm. I'm like, why? I don't want to play varsity. I don't want to sit on the bench. He's right. like, "No, I'm moving you." So I'm like, I'm upset. Right. So we our next game we play Elyria, and I'm in the locker right. room, and he puts the starting lineup on the board. He has my name up there. Okay. And it was at point guard. Now, mind you, I had some seniors who were point guards. Right. Pissed. Yeah. And I don't blame them. Now I, I get why they were mad. Right. But he puts – so I end, up starting for the, I end up starting for the rest of the season. And why I say that is after that he took me to basketball camps and along with some other players, and I got a chance to see how good I could really be. Mm. But it was him who saw saw something Mm. in me that I didn't see. So he pushed me to be uncomfortable Mm. in a situation where, one, I was playing against older, more mature guys. Okay. More importantly, I had to to learn how to deal with conflict Mm. within my own team. Mm. Yeah, true. Okay, because – Right now, you have been dealing with your teammates. Have high Think feelings. about it. Yeah, they, they, I, them I now. get it, man. Yeah. They they seniors, and they're yeah. like, man, we we've been doing this for three years now, they two years, right. and now you just go give it to them. Yeah. But as the season rolled on, they understood why he did it. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're all still close friends today. But that taught me so much of the mm-hmm. dynamics of team and people, and and how to massage those relationships mm-hmm. at 15 years old. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is which is key for a leader on any team, bro. It it was it was difficult at times because yeah. I just wanted to hoop. Yeah. I didn't know. Right, right. Keep on right. going because I'm gonna come back to this. But whole but, but scenario. You, you know. But yeah. once once I figured it out, and then the following that summer, he took us to the to these basketball camps, Blue Chip Metro Index, and I ended up getting like MVPs wow. with seniors. Wow. That's when I knew in my head, I said, uh, I could be pretty good at this. I'm nice at this. Wow. Okay. You know, once I learned drills and work ethic and how to do this, I always worked hard. And also at the point guard, too, you learn, like, you now you're having to direct and lead, oh, bro. lead a team mm-hmm. at it, the same time. It, it was totally different because I love passing the ball, and I lo- Magic was my guy. Mm-hmm. And I love to get people involved and do that. So at my size, I was able to do that, mm-hmm. you know, at a young age. And then take that and then, you know, Figure out how to win games and make and make my guys buy into what we wanted to do because mm-hmm. I could go score. Right, mm-hmm. right. I, I wasn't worried about that. Right. But anytime I did this and got my guys involved, we all had a great time. But that was the learning process yes. at 15, 16 years old. Yeah. That if I didn't go through it that way, yeah. And it, who was that coach? It was a Bart Schroeder. Barry. Bart. Bart Schroeder. Schroeder. Shout out to Bart. Right? Yeah, Bart Schroeder. Yeah, that's what's up. So, that's yeah. awesome. So again. That freshman, sophomore year, Mm -hmm. eventually having some success in basketball, then take us to when you were start dominating in Ohio and across the country. Well, it was after that, I'm telling you, and then my sophomore year where I just knew. Because, you know, when you you grow up, I'm in Toledo. 
Right. You may be one of the best there, but until you go out and test it, Chicago right. and New York, you know, at the big basketball camps. Because yeah. back then, it was AAU wasn't that big. Right. It was you always. It was basketball camps. Is local. It? Now you local. You you, yeah. you kind of master the local. You, you master the, the local. Now you go to the national. Right, right. And when you compete on that level, and then you start getting ranked, mm-hmm. and, and that's when you get the internal confidence. Mm. Oh, I can play now. Right, right. But. You got to, I think for me, it was always, I kept it bottled up in regards to, from an ego perspective, mm-hmm. it wasn't about that for me. For me, I just wanted to be the best that I could be, whatever that meant. Right. I don't right, know right. what that meant. Right. I just knew that when I read a, a Hoops magazine or something, I was like, I'm going to be right there. Mm. I'm going to be one of the best players in the country. Wow. That's what drove me. Right. You know, eventually I got there, you know, my junior and senior year, but it was the process in which, Woke up, you know how it is. You put that work in in the morning. Nobody else wants to do it. You know, you put that time in. You play, you hoop. That's what you do. And when I saw those fruits of that labor paying off, Mm -hmm. I just kept with it, kept with it. Then eventually everything started to come together collectively, Mm -hmm. you know, from a team perspective. And that's how, you know, that's how I kind of went in high school. That's That's how, again, that's how kind of how I was when I got to the league, when you uh-huh. talk about seeing the fruits of your labor pay off, mm-hmm. I didn't really start seeing that till like after my third year in the league. I ended up getting a personal trainer. He started, you know, doing this. You know, we started doing specific, you know, position specific workouts. And then, like I said, I go into that next season, and then I, just, I mean, I was like, wow, this this is totally different than I was the year before. Mm-hmm. So then it was like, okay, I got addicted to the process and just addicted mm-hmm. to to that to that success. Addicted to the was it, was it the so you play with Jerry, and you saw all of that. Yeah, I saw it the first three years. I didn't really know who Jerry was until, like, my junior year. See, that's year. crazy. See, that's, see, that's, <laughs> that's, see, that's crazy. Too. See, I'm that, like, that is – oh, I didn't, I didn't know who Jerry was until, like, my junior year. Okay, so so when you go to San Francisco and you meet Jerry Rice for the first time, you're just like, he's another guy? Another guy. I, I, I did because I didn't I didn't know – I didn't understand who he was. Until, you didn't like, know, said, like, the numbers right, and I didn't, wow. I didn't know and none of that. Right. Like I said, my That's junior hilarious. year, like I said, I remember coming in from – I was again, this is so crazy. Uh, we playing intramural basketball. Mm-hmm. I leave an intramural playing uh, basketball game. I go back into the dorms. They're watching. My, te- my teammates, my roommates, they're watching Monday – like I think it was Monday Night Football. And they're playing somebody on Monday Night Football, and that's when I got up my first glimpse of who Jerry was. Wow. Like some yeah, guy, some guy named some Rice. God. <laughs> right, and then, like I said, you fast forward. You know, uh, my senior year again, I end up being drafted, and it's and then like that year, right before I got drafted, it was a magazine that came out. Uh-huh. I don't know the title of it, but my mom still has it. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the magazine, it's two big life side pictures: him on one side, and I'm on the other side. And the title was called "Diamonds in the Rough." And it's again, that was when it, it's yeah. small, small school stuff like and that. And that's yeah, when right. I got to know and I start to really expand. I'm like, you know, my knowledge of who he was. I'm like, I didn't know anything about Mississippi Valley State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had no yeah. idea. Well, a lot about of people that. didn't know about that. Right. Yeah, I but give again, you that one. But I understood, like I said, now, okay, he went to a small school. I went pretty much to a small school. Yeah. Now, again, speaking of small schools, right, you went to the, the Ohio, Ohio State Polar, University. Polar, right? Polar, opposite, Polar opposite. Yeah, exactly. So Polar what type of bag they give you to go to Ohio State? Didn't, bro. <laughs> that's what I want. It's okay, bro. This is, no, bro, no, this I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it 100. The way my father was, bro, I worked all through high school. Mm-hmm. I was a mm-hmm. caddy. I raked leaves. I did the snow thing. You know, you, yeah, you did the you snow shovel, shovels. Yep. Snow, and go shovel driveway. Shovel driveway. You know $2. I worked at a car wash. I um, my my grade school. In order to get ready for the PS, I mean the SATs and stuff, mm-hmm. I would work there 
and we would mop floors in the summertime in order wow. to prep for our uh, our tests. Yep, yep. So I always had a job. The injury wow. exam. And my father would always, now I had my dudes that took care of me when I was growing up, so I, I never had to worry about anything. My father would always tell me, he said, listen, if somebody give you something, they're going to want something back. Mm -hmm. So when I went to school, I worked. For Dean, I worked at Dean Witter two years, my freshman, sophomore year in the summer. Wow. And then my junior year, I worked at Value City selling furniture. Yeah, okay. So Value I always City. got my own check. So nobody could say, well, when wow. Jimmy was in school, did I get some food? Yeah, I got food. Right. right. But like somebody come by, hey, good You ain't getting the five racks and all that. Because right. I never wanted somebody to think that I owed them something. Mm. And I never wanted that feeling. Right, right. So I could walk away clean. Yep. And I was never approached to um, have to do that, man. My summer of my freshman year, where I lived at, I used to have to take the bus. Just the first bus stop out in Westerville, all the way downtown, so was, Cleveland yeah, Avenue wow. to the la one of the last stops downtown to my job, right? And then leave there and go work out, and then go back. But to me. That's that's just what it. I was taught. Yep, that's just part of it. But it was probably the best decision I made because I never wanted to go to Ohio State. Because at the time, Ohio State wasn't right. They weren't a, a basketball house, right. part. It was Syracuse. Yep. Who I was gonna go with with Kenny Anderson, who was number one in the country at the time, and I was number two. Mm -hmm. Syracuse, North Carolina, Georgetown. Then it was Ohio State. Then it was Michigan. Wow. Wow. But the best decision I made was going to Ohio State. Wow. And why did you turn down those schools? Because those were some yeah. pretty— Oh, no. At the time, bro, Syracuse was like big— Yeah, right. was yeah. like the top school. What, Bayheim? Bayheim. Still <laughs> yeah. there. Still, still coaching. There. Still there. You know, Dean Smith was Dean at, Smith. you know, at North Carolina. Yeah, John Thompson. Stuff. See, that, look, he, <laughs> so he ain't no Jerry Rice, right. but he, he know Dean down. Smith. No, I'm just crazy. <laughs> you know, but— And then I, you and Kenny Anderson had a had a relationship. Oh, yeah. You know, wanted to go to school together. But, so, again, how— Now, he went to Georgia Tech. Right, ended up right. So, I don't know. Where that, that came from, bro. That came from the bag. That's where the bag went. Hey, <laughs> Bobby, Trim Bobby Trimmers was real in his gift of gab was real good. Let's right. just say that. Okay. Wow. But when he did that, but what happened was the dynamics started to change around Ohio State because Gary Williams was there coaching. And he started recruiting like McDonald's All-Americans, like it was a Treg Lee, it was a Perry Carter, Chris Gent, who ended Chris up coming Gent, there, yeah. Mark Baker from Dayton, um, Jamal Brown from Texas. So he started recruiting. Um, you know, high end, high caliber guys that were, it started to build this this team. And I, my my mentors at the time who were older men, um, where I grew up at, Mr. Scrutchins, Ed Scrutchins, uh, Calvin Lawsey, rest 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 in peace, Pete Colt. These guys were dean of prof students at the University of Toledo, professional, wow. um, athletic director in the city, wow. economic developer in the city. So I got a different perspective, and they were like, you can go to any of those schools you want, mm -hmm. have a great career, maybe go pro. But going to Ohio State, if you help change the dynamics of it, it's a different mm -hmm. animal. It's a you different dynamic because you're from there. Yeah. And yeah. at 18, I knew what they were saying, but I didn't. Right. But I chose to do that, and it was – Great the choice, best decision. obviously. Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, Even at a football school. Absolutely. I mean, because it's still right, Ohio yeah, State you, yeah, worldwide. You, right, because it's either one or the <laughs> other. Bro, it, yeah. no, I'm going to tell you, I was fortunate, and I say, at the time, Carlos Snow was there. You don't even know who that is. I, yeah, you don't, he was like, he was behind Emmett as like the number one, number two running, running back, back coming yeah. to high school at the time. Yeah. Okay? Wow. See, look, look at you. You don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> but John Cooper was a coach at that time, and they weren't as good. Even though they had all this talent across right. the board, right. 
And so for us, we were fortunate on the basketball side that the football wasn't that good. Right now, y'all, y'all time to shine. Because if football is good at Ohio State, everything else hey man, is second. You might as well forget about <laughs> forget it. Forget about it, bro. Forget about it. Is you know Carlos Snow is. related to Eric Snow? I know who Eric Snow is. I don't think no. so. No. <laughs> actually, um, what's my his brother played? Um, dang, what's Eric's brother? Eric's brother played at Michigan State football. Really? Okay, Either linebacker or defense. Oh, I can't think of it, but he played in the league. Okay. Oh, I Because Eric is they're from Canton. Okay. I always thought that. I didn't know that. He was Eric from, uh, from Ohio. Yeah, he's from Canton. Canton, Ohio. Yeah, we got, told you we got ballers. We got ballers. I see. I see. I'm tripping. We got well, what happened to you, though? Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That's guys? when we got a commercial break right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, again, okay, so, again, you're at The Ohio State mm-hmm. University. Everything yes. is. What is got, that like? What is it like? I mean, right? the star you, on campus. But you don't, I don't, I don't know because. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. At that time, bro, I was just so focused on hoping. Okay. And I really didn't, I mean, I enjoyed college, don't get me wrong. Right, right. But we couldn't do all the normal stuff of college. No, no, I, I, yeah, exactly. You know. I, right, because I went, I, I played basketball. So when people ask me about my college experience, or I'm trying to tell my kids about this, that, and the other, I'm like, man, enjoy it because it goes by so fast. <laughs> yeah, and like for blink. me, like, Fortunate for me, I made. I walked on the basketball team and I made. I played three years. Right. And so after my freshman year, you know, I got a little bit of the, you know, college life. But after that, when I, my sophomore year, when I started playing basketball, I went from football basketball. immediately to basketball. Whole life, right? Right. Whole life, so yeah. all the like campus parties and off stuff, I miss all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So I didn't really – so even going back like some years ago for the first time for homecoming, mm-hmm. bro, it brought chills to me because I'm – How many times did you go to homecoming when you was there? I mean, it really experienced homecoming like bro, as a student. A small you couldn't. I, it was not, my, our couldn't. homecoming was nothing compared to – But you're getting ready for the game, five. so you didn't get but to I enjoy the weeks But I didn't get a chance. I mean, we had a little off-campus party. We, I still didn't. Really? You, I was, you was going into basketball Bro, season. I'm telling you, I didn't – those wow. little things like that, like the homecoming and stuff, even though it's in September. Right. Yeah, but maybe October. October, right. October. But y'all started working Bro, out I didn't, already. I didn't experience a lot of that when I was in school. Now, we kicked it and went to some parties and right, stuff right. and did that. Now, I'm in the middle of the city, too, in Columbus. Right. So once I moved off campus my sophomore year, we would do more stuff in the city. Right, yeah. Rather than on so campus. connected to the campus stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, so that experience, but what, what the beauty of it, was at the time, we were really close with a lot of football players. Mm-hmm. So we all hung out together. Right. We, we To this day, we still get together. Right, right, right. right you right. know, so that was the beauty at the time, close basketball team mm-hmm. with close friends on the football team. Mm-hmm. So we had a black cultural center on campus that we would go hang out at all the time, playing space, watching soap operas. That, that was our right. time That's to your meet. hangout. That's that was I, our not hangout. At, not at 12 so, o'clock at night. No, I that mean, was our hangout. Right. right. So I've been going back to UTC, talking to the AD, the assistant AD, uh-huh. trying to increase like the fan engagement, the, even just the, the city engagement, just to create uh, the atmosphere again that we're talking about, the homecoming, just to have it like being something special. Because like for a small school, going back now is mm. something that's missing. That's missing. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, these guys, like, understanding football guys, basketball, like, you work hard. Again, that fan support, the student body support, that goes a long way. They don't yeah. understand that. So mm-hmm. I've been going back, you know, trying to help with the fan engagement, the student Has it body. been pushed back? What's that? Has it been pushed back in regards to some of your ideas and concepts? No, no, actually doing? they've okay. been receptive. I mean, I talked to the SGA, which is Student Government uh, Association. Mm-hmm. They're made up of the students on campus. I went and talked to them. Mm-hmm. And so trying to talk to them, and they wanted to know, too, like, what more can we do to try to get everybody engaged? Because I met UT Chattanooga. Tennessee mm-hmm. Knoxville is, is that school. Yeah, is that you know school. I mean? mm-hmm. So now you got people, you know, students torn between Tennessee, you know, small school, UT Chat. So the fan, you know, involvement, the community mm-hmm. involvement is not really there. But the school's been doing very well, over, you know, since I left. I mean, they've won some conference championships, mm-hmm. all of that. So to for me to see – the stands empty, especially on homecoming, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you got recruiting. That's part of your recruiting. You, know yep. I mean? you to bring them in to see it. Right, you yep. losing recruits. You got an empty stadium. I tell it's you more what, more than half of an empty stadium. That black college football, Langston University, right? That's that's, some, that's a real homecoming. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? That's how yeah. we, ah, that's how we used to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know what so I'm it's good to kind of just hear your perspective too, because again, like some, I, like I st- I'm still with friends, friends with some of the basketball players, right? You know, but that I played with. Mm-hmm. So you know, I go back and we hang out this and that and the other. So. It's good to kind of hear, you know, your perspective on, like, what you guys did, especially on a big campus like that, you know, where, again, y'all, I mean, it's, what's your uh, stadium host? No, 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 our stadium was like 100, almost yeah, like 110,000. 100, yeah, 110,000. But we don't even 10, scratch 000. the certain, not even a third. I ain't going to get that all year. So you, you, you would appreciate this. So after, when I was in the league, Eddie George and Ricky Dudley, they came in after Ooh, me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I used to, I used to, because Ricky hooped. He yeah, came right. to Ohio State on scholarship, yep. and we told him, "Bro, go play football." Right, right, right. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> too physical because well, because he came out as one of the top tight ends in Texas. Yeah, okay. came to Ohio State and played basketball because he loved basketball. Right, right, right. But when we're playing, he played two years at the Rick. 
go play football. It wasn't right. And it was the best decision he made. Absolutely. Right. You know, but in Were the, you saying that because he couldn't hoop or no, you no, realized no. that he we, had we, better? We knew his better potential to be a pro, pro was yeah, on football. the football side. Okay, okay. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. We knew that. Rick was a rebounder. Yeah. He right. Was, he played his role. He played his role. Right, gotcha. But you're not going to the NBA. But you ain't going to the NBA. Right. You can go to the NFL. Yeah. Gotcha, go put on pads. Gotcha. You look like that. What? Oh, look like. I mean, came in. Yeah. So he go to funny story. So in the summer, I lived in Columbus and I would work out. My trainer was he he dueled as the basketball and football trainer. Mm-hmm. So I worked out at the football facility yeah. in the summer. I used to work out with the football team in the summer. Wow. Gassers, parachutes, cleats on the field. Wow. Just a different kind of workout. Yep, right, yep. And Eddie and all those guys, uh uh Ricky, they were there in the summer. Yep. So that's how the relationship, like to this day, with Eddie and cool. Ricky and yeah. so a lot of guys who played. Mm-hmm. No, we're closely connected because of sports. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. You know, and the appreciation of what they do for each other. And, yeah, and yeah, it's not oh you hoop or you no, play football. No, no, we support and you we support us both right, right. ways. And it's a it's a beautiful. And I don't see as much as that now. A lot of places that I go and travel, I travel a lot on right, you, you see know, it, right, basketball. Right, right, right. And when I talk about it, people are like, "No, nah, we didn't do that." I'm like. Why not? I'm like, why not? <laughs> right. You're the same team. You're the same school. You're same representing school, the same bro. colors. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I try to get. I'm like, yo, support. Like, going back to Chattanooga, like, I stood in line at Starbucks. Bought the kids Starbucks. I'm mm. trying to get everybody, like, come to homecoming. Make come sure, homecoming. not just homecoming, yeah. for the rest of for the re- season. Yeah, regular need, season game, right, too. Right, they need yeah. your support. Like, you are them. They are you. Like, we're at the same university. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's it, it's it's been a process. Been but, but it's getting there. Like, this past off, uh, homecoming, mm-hmm. better, attendance better attendance than it has been in the last three years. Hey, you got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. You know yeah, so that bun. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you that worked yeah, out. Man. So did you see a difference in the football workouts? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Oh, man, I was sore. Because she, Them hammies was more hamstring, more groin. Different yeah. muscle group. But yeah. it helped me in regards to, like, quick burst actions, mm-hmm. you know, because what we were doing. Um, mentally, it helped me focus a lot more on my lower body strength. Yep. Yep. You know, with my Which trainer. comes with balance. What comes course. with balance. Right. A lot of it had to do with balance, too. Yep. But it was just a good offshoot, even to be off the court, but working, but appreciating watching those young men at the time work out. Yeah. Yeah. You that know, still gives you a so mentality that, that gives of me a better appreciation and of no, what they go through yeah. as a football okay. player. Right, right. Okay, yeah. the work you got to put in. Yes. You know, and the dedication. I mean, you got to love being hit, bro, yes. when you yeah. play football. Yeah. I don't care what position you're playing. It. You gotta love being. You gotta love the contact right. of the sport. Yep. That's part of it. That's part of. It. You yep. don't. You're not gonna survive. You ain't gonna right. make it. Right. Right. Yeah. You know. And I, I got a chance to, to sense and feel that by being around them a lot in the summer, mm-hmm. and actually watching the coaches interact with the players, mm-hmm. and just get a vibe from that. Man. Right. Now I've got, now watching younger college athletes now. Do you mm-hmm. see any basketball guys? You're like, yo, he needs to go work out with football guys. That might help him become a better basketball player? Um, not right offhand, but the game is so different because it's not as physical now. True. You know, yeah, which yeah, is, and, that, and I'm not <laughs> one of those old school guys that is like, well, you know, back in my day, we were the best, we did. Right. Because the game, like football. It's changed. It, changed. But it has to change. Right. Just think about this. So, and again, I love football. Dan Faust was one of the few back in the day where it wasn't run first. Right. 
pass second. Right, right. Their offense was spread out where they were passing and spraying it around. Right, 30, 40 times back. Okay, in the Kellen day, Winslow was like tight end. That was my. That was you. That was that was me. That was you. You was uh, little Winslow. That, that's right. <laughs> but, but think about this. So he passed it a lot. Fran Tarkenton passed it a lot back yep. in the day. But what about if it was Joe Montana? They still weren't throwing it. Okay, right. But think about his numbers mm-hmm. if he played. If if it was more emphasis on passing right. the ball. Oh wow. Okay, so the numbers are going to be inflated today's game with quarterbacks, and that's not a bad thing because you're throwing 30, 40 times a game. Absolutely. Same thing with basketball. The game couldn't stay the same like it was in the 90s, in the early 2000s. So these young men that are playing the game now, shooting threes, and people are like, man, that ain't – but they don't know. Because right. they, this is how they grew up. They what, grew up in the AU. Do know. So I can't. I can't expect you to play like me because you didn't grow up playing in the park. You didn't grow up playing in the alley. You didn't go to basketball camps. Mm-hmm. So for guys to think that well, you need to have this kind of mentality, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Now you may have outliers, of course, where you course. got guys that are gritty that play like Devin Booker. He plays a certain, certain way. way. He go get to his mid range. He tough. Right. He's not relying on the three for his game. Right. right. But he's an outlier. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're going to have that. But for the majority, that's why when I watch the game now, I try to call it and judge it on what it is today. Mm-hmm. It may be some similarities in something in the past that you can relate to, mm-hmm. but I try to keep it focused on right. today. today. Today, today's game. Yeah, because I, I mean, that's tough because when we're watching games, we always want to say, well, we wouldn't. Oh, exactly. Or MJ right. or Kobe, yeah. we're trying to compare it. But again, it's, it's like, we like the game, but we still don't think it's as good as a game. But here's the thing. This is what I give people. I give an analogy like this. What's your favorite music? R&B, hip-hop. Okay. Yeah. Probably the same about R&B. What era? 90s, Nine, new 90s. edition. When you were growing up. Already. When you were yeah. growing up, right? Already, yeah. So, so, yeah. so it's yeah. nostalgic. Yeah, right? sir. So we talk to somebody older, they're going to go back to like the 70s. <laughs> yeah, and, and, we, and we say, oh, that ain't nothing. But see, right. I get, I love 60s <laughs> right. and 70s music. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's songs that are touch your It is, right. it is. Right. That, that's touch my, soul. when it comes to R&B, the 70s. Right. To the mid '80s are, is my favorite. Okay, right. but then what do you always go back but, to? When I go to my hip hop, right, in the late '80s, mid '80s, '90s, mm-hmm. because right. that's when right. I was that's right. my formative year. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I how go I back. How I learned to dress. How I exactly. To so right, that's right. the same thing with you sports. Must have missed you can't dress clean. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how you. You, how, said, you, you said, giving all this you, information, you but you here still, with, a, with a Grinch who stole Christmas sweatshirt on. I ain't trying to hear it. Hey man, but that's my point about when you watch sports. I don't care what it is. If it's a certain era that you grew up in, a lot yeah. of times you end up going back and saying this era was the best. And a lot of it is because of Just the nostalgic part. Either mm. you played during that time or the formation of you being a man, a young man to a man mm-hmm. or a young woman to a woman. You grew up. Something happened at that time that connects you to that sport or to right. that music. Right, right, right. Okay, so when somebody is saying, you, they, they'll say somebody who's played three or four years, what I can't stand, right? Uh, if I'm watching the game, a receiver will have six catches, and they're like, that's the next T.O., that's the next Moss. I'm like, he's in his third year. So does that, that doesn't bother you that they're going to compare a dude in his first, second, or third year to legends like Michael and but Kobe? But it's natural. It's, it's, not, it's a natural thing, especially in broadcasting, because you want to try to figure out who's going to be the next person. And if mm. there are similarities in the game itself of that person, people point it out. Now, I don't think the player thinks that right, at that time. Right. 
because they would be like, no, I'm not there. Yet. I'm not even right. there. Right. But you're right. being you're an, you're an analyst. You're, you're an analyst. But okay. the, the right. beauty about a T.O. about a Jerry Rice, about a Chris Carter, about a LeBron James, about a Michael Jordan is longevity. And to be right. able to do it, oh, people don't right. understand how hard it is to Years. do it over <laughs> and over when they know and you coming. over yeah. and over yeah. t- through injuries. Yes, and yeah. it's so crazy because some people ask me. I just got asked mm-hmm. the other day, and uh, I was sitting at a, a restaurant in Houston. This guy asked me, "Well, who is your top five? And then I'll have <laughs> some kids that are asking me, you know, who are your top five in today's mm-hmm. game or just overall. And once I start mentioning. You know, my top five, even when I played or even now, people are like, well, what why, why, don't, why aren't you saying Odell Beckham Jr.? Right. Uh-huh. I'm like, what, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm not discounting his abilities. I said, but the era where we are, where we are right now, where we exist in a social media driven era, I said, he made a spectacular catch. And on had a couple whatever. good years, yeah. And it went viral. So everybody knows his name. But I think if you look at his body of work, not to say it's bad, but it's no. what you just said, it's longevity. longevity. Like, yeah. is he, do you think he's a Hall of Famer? You got to play 10 to be years. Seen because you, you're right. It's sustainability. <laughs> it's, it requires longevity. It can't be like a year or two here that mm-hmm. you're balling out right. flash here. Then you have some injuries here and you fall off. You come can't back, you have it. another good year. Then you fall can't off again. It's like... That doesn't make a player a, a great player fame. or a Hall of Fame player, per se. And people are like, that's not me disrespecting his game, but I'm looking at it through, through. My, my lens and the lens of people that analyze the game that, okay, how did I get to where I am? I wouldn't, I would be a realist and be like, yo, if I didn't have the career that I had and I was inducted into the Hall of Fame or nominated, I wouldn't say, yeah, I belong. But it was the longevity. People like, man, how right. did you? Because right. the life shift of a, of a receiver, any football hmm. player, is like three to five, five years. years. Yeah. I mm-hmm. played 15. 15. So if I didn't have those those years, I wouldn't yeah. be able to amass those numbers that I accumulated. So that's what it all boils well, down to. You can't is. discount that because, you know, to be able to perform at a high level consistently mm-hmm. for Eight, nine, 10, 10 12, 13 right. years. Right. Yes. People tend to take it for granted, too. Mm-hmm. Because they see the professionalism, they see it becomes a norm. It becomes a norm for, <laughs> for you normal. as an individual right. because they're so. And then when they see a flash in the pan, and I don't mean that in it, any right. disrespect, right. of right. course, of Absolutely. a young it's player just an that comes in, of what it is, one year, two, two years. years, okay, great. But then can you do it the fifth right. year, right. six, six years, seven, seven years? Exactly. That part right. of it needs to be, I think, highlighted yep. mm-hmm. in a in a career of some person now. Sometimes the numbers don't reflect it, but right. longevity is just, I mean, it says a lot about the endurance, the ability to play, to play through injuries. Yeah, right. You know, and even, too, if you play on multiple teams, to be able to adjust to systems. Very true. That's a big and deal, too. For me, I think that's what I was mm-hmm. able to do. Everywhere that I went, mm-hmm. I played on five teams. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I was able to adjust to the system and the quarterbacks yep. that I played with. Yep, yep. And I didn't realize that that's what I was doing mm-hmm. when I like I started out with Steve Young. Pure pocket passer, but he had the ability to do a threat. Yeah, dual then like I said, then I transitioned to Jeff Garcia, who was more looked at as a run type of quarterback out of the pocket. He wasn't a traditional pocket passer. Then I go to Philly. I'm with Donovan McNabb, runner, but he was a quarterback. He's a pocket, pocket passer, yeah. Throw that thing down the field. I wasn't used to that in San Fran because I only got a taste of it with Steve. And Jeff was different. Jeff was different. different. This is my first time I really had a quarterback that could literally throw the ball 67 yards down the field. Mm -hmm. First time. And then I go to – from there I go with Tony Romo. He's a a combination of Steve Steve Young, Jeff, and and Donovan McNabb. Mm -hmm. So I had to adjust on the fly like everywhere that I went. And then, like I said, there was a – I think when I went to Buffalo and Cincinnati, those were like different systems. Everywhere else was like – West Coast. Right. Yeah, He's yeah, familiar yeah. with yeah, yeah. You know, West, West Coast. Coast. Like uh-huh. I said, it's more pass friendly. Yep. You know, Three wide balanced. receiver sets. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was an adjustment. Yep. Again, speaking of uh, right, different systems, right? You play with 12 teams, mm-hmm. right? 14 years. Like, tell us the greatest part about that. Because a lot of people right, are like, well, he was take, bouncing around. Right, yeah. I'm like, that's great. You got to know different guys, there's different a number, systems, right. different, different types of basketball. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a number of guys that have, you know, has done that or taken that path. I mean, my my guy Matt Barnes, oh, he yeah. did he did yeah. that oh, big for, time. for for a number of years. It, it's it was a blessing, bro. Mm-hmm. It, it was a blessing from this perspective is that I got a chance to play with some of the greatest players. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Whether that was AI, T Mac, uh, Yao Ming, Alonzo Mourning, uh, mm-hmm. Steve Nash, mm-hmm. Kobe. Boy, you right. played wow. With you know what I mean? All right. All right. All Webb and what? that team up there in Sacramento. Um, played for some outstanding coaches. Larry mm-hmm. Brown played for Lindley Wilkins. Played yeah, wow, for Wilkins. Pat Riley. It's so crazy the names he's named Lindy, right I'm now. Wow. Come on, man. Phil they're, Jackson. They're Hall of Fame right. players, Hall of Fame coaches, coaches yeah. and future Hall of Famers to be. Bro, yeah. it is. It, it, and now it hurts you from a basketball perspective because the the path of my career after my third year when I got hurt, I tore my ankle up. It was a third degree sprain. I was averaging about twenty five a game. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said it'd be better if you would have broke it. Right. Yes, bone clean. Yeah, bone yes. break is clean. Which is so, which it sounds so crazy. crazy right? sounds so I crazy. wish I would have broke my ankle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but once you strain that ligament, th- so it was a third degree. So that actually spread up to my knee mm-hmm. where I had real severe tendonitis and I couldn't jump. So I'm a right-handed player that jumps off my left yeah. leg. Mm-hmm. So imagine you running, T.O., you down trying to go off the break. Mm-hmm. The ball comes to you. You want to explode up, but every time you hit it hard, a pain just shoots oh, up. Yeah, I know. So I never complained about it. I just kind of went through it. So the, that's that mental toughness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you know, it, what, I didn't want anybody to think I'm hurt. I'm gonna use that as an excuse. And it could, yeah. But I could. Awesome. I wasn't the same player. But what happened was, it was a microcosm of life to me because in each situation that I went to, I had to figure out how to fit my game in and work mm-hmm. to be yes. able to play. Yes. At end of the day, a lot of players that go from maybe being a top-tier player, mm-hmm. franchise-type player, get traded to another system, 
the mental part where they can't handle of not being that guy again mm -hmm. forces them into early retirement mm -hmm. yes. or not being the player that they used to be yeah. or can contribute. So what I had to learn was on each team, it requires something different. Mm -hmm. And if I wanted to play Miami, for example, when I went to Miami, it was, okay, in order for me to get on the court, I got to play defense. Mm. I got. I got. I got. I got to yeah. play defense. Different system. But right. once it, once I got on the court, my offense could then flourish a little bit more. Mm. But I had to get on the court first. But I had to change my mentality. Mm. So it taught me so much about me, how to deal with adversity, mm -hmm. because you go from being a top tier player, a franchise type player, a player that's looked upon to help carry a franchise, to a secondary player, to a bench player, to a player that didn't play. That's from an ego perspective. Mm. You could be stifling. Yep. It could be demoralizing in some aspect, depending on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. But it taught me so much. It taught me so many lessons of life, how to deal with people, how to deal with adversity, mm -hmm. how to deal with management. Mm -hmm. Okay. And wow. now, and I, I can I can talk about that with my son, both of my sons, mm -hmm. on the challenges of life. But mm -hmm. that's that's the beauty of my career. And plus, I got a chance to meet and live in some great cities and meet a lot of great business people right. that I never would have met. Right. So my mentality started to change <clears throat> from the fact that, oh, well, you're going to another city to, okay, well, let me get with the top business people over here. Let me yes. meet with this corporation yes. over here. That, to me, was— Outweighs all that what-if scenario mm -hmm. of this championship or this whatever team. You want the championship. Right, right. But those relationships I have to this day, I can go to a, yes. I can go to 12 different cities right now, pick up the phone and call people. Yeah, right, right. Where if I didn't have those experiences, I wouldn't be able to do it, and I wouldn't have the versatility mm -hmm. to be able to, from a business perspective, look at different opportunities because of that. Yeah. Right, but I think it all, mm. it all started— Bart Schroeder. That's what I look said. Back on, <laughs> look back on that. That fourteen year old boy uh -huh. and said, Jim, get in the game. Right. Uh -huh. So again, I'm that's Man. why I told you we're gonna come back we'll to come that. We're gonna come back to that. Yes. Because that's powerful. what you're learning and what you learned was from that moment. True. Because like yes. I said, you were able to like I said it was polar opposite. Right. But as you said, it taught you a lot about how to deal with conflict, adversity, adversity yeah. all those You know what? That's that's so true, bro. It's it's and I didn't think about it in those terms, but, but I, yeah, because I said I'm, I'm listening to you, mm. clear I'm as to a you, bell. But you said it yourself, but I'm listening and I'm connecting it and now same. to where we are now. It's like, yo, this is where it all started. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a trip, man. Life is life is <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. At 52, I look at things so different, man. Um, the blessing that I have, and that allows me to, when I broadcast games, kind of reflect on kind of what a player is going through. Because I've been there. I've been mm -hmm. at the high-level side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been a secondary player. I've been a bench player, and I've been mm -hmm. a guy that didn't play. Mm -hmm. So all those as those facets of the game, when I see players going through it, mm -hmm. I've, I've been there. You know you know exactly what that emotion you know, now, is. I may not have been there at the highest level. Like a Carmelo, when he was going through his right challenges. Right in the league, right. right. Okay, right. when he was in OKC in Houston and was fighting it. I, I didn't have the career Carmelo had, but— what I said about Carmelo was when you look in the mirror at the, the current age and stage of career you're at, who do you see? Mm. Is it Carmelo from 10 years ago mm. or is it this current 
iteration of Carmelo. Right. Is it do you, do you call some of the guys sometimes and give them that type of advice? Nah, I mean, if I see them, right, and we, right. we may chop it up and, and it talk about it, and it comes across right. I want it all organic. I know that's a hard right, call, right. obviously. It, it is, or, right. unless we had a previous relationship. Right, right, right. You know, but if. I try to come across on my broadcast or when I'm on TV because okay. the message can still get across. Right, right. And to me, I think you can always be critical in this game but you don't got to be disrespectful. Yep, I'm not. I'm not one of those right. guys that absolutely. I need to have a hot take or something like that. I'm not gonna be disrespectful. Right, right. I can be critical. Right, right, right. yeah. And I think as an analyst, that's, that's I, yeah, as an analyst, that's, that's mm-hmm. when you really uh, to, to be true to your craft. Again, like I said, some people, like you said, they'll say things off the cuff just give hot takes, mm-hmm. you know, just to create stuff. But I think to be true to like who you are, I think, and just playing the game yourself mm-hmm. is to obviously. You be critical, critique someone without disrespect. Disrespect. You know Absolutely. Well, shoot, the, out of those twelve teams, you will have mm-hmm. to give us the top five teammates you ever had. That's gonna be your oh, top that's five. Hard, <laughs> that's, I, I know. It's like I was going. We was going. You usually do top five NBA players of all time. Oh man. But I need that's, it from since you played with everybody wow. in the NBA. What I need. See, that's, that's like like Sam Cassell is my guy. There it oh, is. Yeah, Sam, Sam was in my wedding. Sam, oh, yeah, I am. We got traded together out. from Dallas to Jersey. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's like that's one of your right, boys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's one. Okay. That's okay. Brian, we'll take Grant. Brian Grant is actually from Ohio. I didn't know that. He's okay. from a small town, Georgetown, Ohio. is closer to Cincinnati. I mean, uh, Kentucky. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Brian two. Grant, <sighs> Sam Cassell. Sam. I, that's my, Sam, that's my guy right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when he was with the, with the Clipper, I used to go down there. We used to go one-on-one, play one-on-one to seven. We'd be going at it. Going at it, right? Yeah. Our boy, Catino. Catino, Cat, yeah, already. Yeah, we yes, had sir. Him on the Shout show. out to Cat. You Cat. Know. Cat. <laughs> yeah. That's three. That two Come more. On, man. Two Top more favorite five. teammates. Ooh. Oh, let me tell you two of my favorite. And Mateen Cleese. Mm-hmm. Okay. Many. Michigan State. Okay. Yep. We were together in uh, Sacramento. Okay. The thing I loved about Mateen, he wasn't playing, mm-hmm. but he was first one in the gym. Mm. He was there working hard. Mm-hmm. When I went to go get shots, when I had my son with me, Mateen to meet me in the gym. Awesome. Never complaining. Yep. It's awesome. And, and Damon out. Jones. Damon Jones. In Miami. <laughs> D. Wow. Jones. We were we were together in Sacramento. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're still Jones. close friend. But it's I mean, so many D. guys Jones. I play with, bro. I know, it's I know. it's like it's hard to categorize. Right, yeah. Yeah, those, yeah. those are your but top those are the five. Ones you can't that I'm be... in touch with all the there time. You go. Right, yeah. Because again, the relationship yeah. is more important than the yeah. basketball. Oh, big basketball D. brought us together, D. but the relationship mm-hmm. go keep us together. Yeah, so that's what's up, man. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Social media handle. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm not really active. I'm too old, bro. Oh, but they I can see it. But you they, get you get so much airtime on some of these top Give them that. Give them that. But no, it's on. Twitter is Jim Jackson 419 Toledo thing. Already okay. 419 Jim Jackson 419. Okay. Uh IG is Jim Jackson 2224. And TNT, yeah. Games, Fox Basketball, College oh, yeah. Basketball. Yeah, so I mean you don't really need yeah, social media because that's you are the you are the media. I mean you don't need social media when you are the media. I mean you I told you you getting sometimes more FaceTime to some of these guys that's sitting on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of guys don't even, you know, even <laughs> you get more FaceTime than some of these guys sitting on the bench. Like, yeah, so it's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Man, we appreciate you, man. Come on, man. Anytime you dropping on, man. that joints, dropping them gems on, for man. us, man. I, I love it, man. And you know, like I said, I'm blessed. I got the best. I got the best gig in the world. I get the That's chance to up. travel, talk, 
do this. Already. Before you, how was that transition? Before you leave, how was that yeah, transition that. to TV? Yeah, to TV, yeah. to doing what you're doing now. TV. Because now you, I know you get that, you know, you seeing guys, you know, you're like, man. I don't know Kinda, if I want to do that. I, I want to do that. I think I can still do this. Do you yeah. get it? Yeah, but you, you, you know, know what? Yeah. When I retired in 06, took that year off, I was doing some real estate stuff. So I wasn't, I never had that period of time of regret or what am I going to do once mm-hmm. I retired. I, I never had that. Okay. I understand when guys go through it because it's a finality that hits you that you're not ready for. Because right. 99% of professional athletes, I would say, mm-hmm. don't retire the way they want. Yeah, you're right. Correct. Think about it. You can no, force out do. because you're too I'm old I'm or, you got, I'm yeah. or you got injuries or yeah. something happened. Right. So to be able to walk away from the game on your own recognizance is, is something special. It doesn't happen. And it right. rarely happens even with the best. Right. 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 But that period between 06 and 07, I was doing my thing, wasn't worried about it. The TV thing just happened to come to me. Awesome. It was the Big Ten Network's first year. An agent asked if I'd be interested in trying out, I mean, auditioning for it. Mm-hmm. I never thought about really I've did I've done TV before mm-hmm. when I was playing, radio, TV, TNT for, mm-hmm. you know, during the playoffs, but I didn't think about a career. Right, right, right. right. But it just happened that that network started. I went and auditioned. And Lord, if I look at some stuff now back then, I probably like, <laughs> You're like, why'd y'all give me I'm this? I'm like shaking <laughs> my head. I probably shake my head. But uh-huh. it allowed me to get with a Brand mm-hmm. Fox owned fifty one percent of Big Ten Network. Okay, but it, it it allowed me to get with the company and the brand at the very beginning at the roots. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was there to watch it grow, and I made mistakes, but I I did a little bit of everything. So I was there to two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. Wow! So that's what got me into it, and once I got into it, I was like, oh, I want to do eventually. I want to get to the pro side. Yep, yep. Right. So I had Naturally. to work. Right. right. So and, and you know. Here's the thing about the broadcasting thing, and I can't be mad at people. If you got the resume and the pedigree, you go get opportunities. Regardless. Right away. Already, yep. You'll get thrown out they there. They're it to If you're you, a Hall man. of Fame player and you're about to retire, you see yeah, it. Yeah, Tom yeah. Brady got to deal with Fox right Already. now. He ain't even retired. Over right. Over 100. No, what? No, no, bro. <laughs> three, it's like, three, 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 yeah, yeah, like three, over 10 three, years. Yeah. Let me hold on. I, I ain't got nothing. You know what, though? can't even give me none of that. But you know what? His career, I can't. Can't fight, I can't boy. be mad at right, it. Right, right. I had to take a different grind. Right, it right. took me a grind to get to the top of where I needed to be in college, and then finally get to the NBA. Mm. It didn't happen overnight. Right. Yeah. You know, but it taught me so much about how to prep, how to prepare, how to interview. Mm-hmm. Um, all these little things that we that we learned mm-hmm. playing sports. Yep. Right. I just transferred that into broadcasting. How to right. study. Right. How to be prepared. Yep. You know how to listen. Mm-hmm. All these things that you know, go back to your growing up at growing fourteen, back, yeah, fourteen years, years old. old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Bart Schroeder. Yeah, right? shout out. <laughs> so that, that's shout how I got out. started yeah, here, man. Yeah, awesome, man. We appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Any, anytime, man. Jim Jackson, or how we, we, we like to say we, back in the we, day, we, we Jimmy Jackson. This when, when we get to the playoffs. There it yeah, is. We go running. Get your popcorn ready. Podcast. See y'all next week. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.